Graham Rogers is going to acquire Shaw. At least it's trying to. That will further consolidate Canada's telecom industry and stifle competition. Sobeys eats longos just two years after gobbling up Farm Boy. Grocers from different chains all end pandemic bonus pay all on the same day. It appears to be a clearly coordinated move, although the companies claim otherwise. Are Canada's antitrust and competition laws up to handling these kinds of issues? Are you going to be protected as a consumer? These are big issues in the country right now. And to talk more about it, I am pleased to welcome to the program Ambrose Chandra, who specializes in competition policy. He's a professor at the University of Toronto. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Alan. Happy to be here. Let's begin with Rogers and Shaw. We've heard from the Competition Bureau that they're being overwhelmed by people calling with input. What's the real role of that organization or of that body, and can it actually stop Rogers acquiring Shaw? Well, the Competition Bureau's role is to uh, preserve and enhance competition in any sector of the economy, whether it's cell phones or cable TV or supermarkets. Um, now, the Competition Bureau cannot block any kind of merger, but they can uh, challenge a merger and they can recommend against it. Uh, and then it's up to, you know, basically a judicial body, the Competition Tribunal, to, you know, issue a decision. So there's, a, you know, a court of law involved, basically. But but if the Competition Bureau were to come out strongly against a merger, like the Rogers Show merger, uh, that would, you know, that would be a, a big first step to, towards preventing a merger like this. Well, we've seen the federal government in the past, the Liberal government, just straight up ignore whatever the Competition Bureau has had to say. I mean, the 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 Bureau itself, I mean, they're staffed by ex- extremely well, you know, competent um, people, lawyers, economists, are very highly trained. But I, I've been a little disappointed, though, that they themselves have not been as vocal in opposing big mergers as they should have been in the past and in, in, in all kinds of sectors. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, airlines or, or, or cell phones now, um, I think the Bureau could have taken a stronger line, opposed certain mergers, opposed, you know, the growing market power that a lot of big corporations have. And so then if they don't take that line, it's easy or it's easier, I guess, for the government to, you know, ignore it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's not surprising to me. Um, let's talk about the, the grocers. Um, let's talk about the pandemic pay. Uh, Mm Because this I found very interesting because, you know, we have a situation where the Competition Bureau says, oh, well, that's not something that is, if I get this right, it's it's not criminal, so therefore they can't investigate it. Help me understand that. Yeah, that's that to me, I have to say, I'm I'm completely baffled by it, too. So it it is true that in Canada, uh, uh, colluding on prices paid to suppliers, whether it's people who send you the, the inputs of the goods you need, or your employees, because your employees are basically supplying their own labor. Uh, but colluding against your suppliers is not a criminal act in Canada. It's, it, it can carry civil penalties. Um, th- those workers could you know, band together and, and take the firms to court, and, and, or the government could pursue a, a civil case, but there's no criminal penalties. And that's really shocking. That's, that puts us out of step with you know, countries around the world, uh, not just the United States, but in Europe as well, where any kind of uh, collusion, whether it's on prices or on wages, should be and is a criminal conspiracy. 
this seems just absolutely jaw-dropping to me in a situation where we have the gig economy. We have basically people are now just self-employed, and you could have a situation where, you know, tech giants or, you know, um, ride-sharing uh, ride, uh, apps, for example, could somehow all just say, no, we're just going to lower the price we pay to everybody, and there's nothing Canada can do about it? There's nothing in the legislation and the act that we can do? As it currently stands, the Competition Act doesn't make wage-fixing uh, a criminal act. But you're exactly right. There's other, you know, in other countries, the tech companies have tried this, and they've been, you know, the government has come down on them really hard. So really big companies, you know, Apple and Google were um, basically talking to each other and agreeing to keep wages low for their, um, you know, their software programmers, their coders. And when the U.S. Department of Justice found out about it, they, uh, you know, came down on them like a ton of bricks. And that wouldn't happen here uh, as the law currently stands. Let's move back to the competition angle of it and uh, the the fact that we have in the grocery realm yet another company, uh, Sobeys, eating yet another smaller player and the concerns about what that might do to competition and and prices. Again, is this a situation where there's really nothing the Competition Bureau can do about it? Well, well, that's not true. The Competition Bureau can review this merger and challenge it if they choose, just like they can review the Shaw and Rogers merger. Uh, in the case of Sobeys and Longos, I mean, you know, Longos is really a, not that large a player currently. So the Sobeys Longo acquisition isn't by itself going to radically change competition in the grocery sector. But what I think, uh, and I've argued this in writing, is that given the grocery sectors, you know, given the, the, the incidents we've seen, let's just say, in the grocery sector in the last few years, whether it's on, you know, the bread price fixing or this coordination on, on wages, uh, I think the grocery sector should be under a lot more scrutiny. And, they sh- and, you know, any kind of merger, even a small one, shouldn't just be a done deal, an automatic, you know, free pass to go ahead and acquire somebody else. I'm speaking with Umbra Chandra, who's a specialist in competition policy at U of T. There's a lot of interest in, of course, the telecoms uh, merging and what that might do and, you know, questions about Freedom Mobile, which is the discount um, carrier, a discount um, cell phone carrier that Shaw has and whether or not Rogers has got to divest it and all the rest. Uh, what's your prediction of what's going to happen there? I think ultimately the merger will go through. I mean, the merger is um, not just, uh, you know, in the cell phone sector, it merges or it you know basically combines operations on, on all the uh, areas in which Shaw and Rogers currently operate. So, you know, cable TV, internet provision, all right. of that. Um, and I, I predict that the, the overall merger will be approved. I, I think it will be approved too easily, honestly. I think it should be challenged, um, you know, and there's a very hard look should be taken at it, but I, don't, I doubt that's going to happen. Why do you um, think that's not going to happen? Well, I mean, I just think, you know, we given the history of allowing large mergers, um, um, you know, last year, for example, Air Canada was allowed to go ahead and buy a Transat. Now, that merger hasn't gone through because of the pandemic, but, you know, that permission was granted. Uh, similar large mergers have happened in different sectors in this country. So for that reason, I don't think Shaw and Rogers will ultimately be blocked. And to be fair, they do operate in, you know, their markets are in different parts of the country. So there's not going to be an immediate lessening of competition in any one market. The bigger concern is it reduces the chances of future competition. You know, now Shaw is not going to challenge Rogers in Ontario or vice versa, you know. So that's that's the bigger concern. Uh, I, I do think that probably the Competition Bureau will force some divestment of the cell phone uh, ownership, some uh, uh, some portion of cell phone spectrum, possibly um, as a way to try to preserve some element of competition in the in the cell phone market. But everything else, I suspect, will go through as is. 
Here's my bottom line about this country, I think, that my takeaway from it. We're small potatoes, you know, know, just in terms of our GDP. uh, And we don't allow foreign investment in, you know, for example, in in a number of sectors like telecom, and there's good reasons for that. But all of it adds up to big companies eating smaller companies and a consolidation right across the board. We have fewer players, fewer employers in this country, and that is, bottom line, bad news for the country. Could you just, am I right on that, or do you want to just call me out for being totally off base? Uh, I mean, I, I think you're broadly right. I think some of that is unavoidable. We are a small country. We're, you know, one-ninth the size of the states. Uh, we can't sustain the same numbers of companies in the same size that the U.S. can or that the European Union can. Um, so, you know, one option that uh, just, you know, as a thought experiment would be, well, what if we allowed foreign competition to enter in all sectors, in cell phones and airlines and banks? My guess is most Canadians don't want that. And they're probably right in not wanting that. Uh, but if we were to allow that, that would give us lower prices. But given that we don't want that, and given that there's been, you know, basically consistent public opinion against uh, just allowing foreign entry into all these sectors, which seems, you know, that's fine. But then that's we should understand for that reason that, A, we will have higher prices in almost everything we buy and consume in this country. But, B, we should therefore also have stronger regulation to try to prevent the kinds of mergers that you know, we've been seeing, the kinds of market power, the, the, the large corporations dominating individual sectors that, that we've been seeing. Uh, though we, we have the first. We do have the high prices, and that's a fact of life for us. But we shouldn't necessarily go along with the second. We should demand uh, a higher standard of regulation to prevent these big actors from uh, you know, charging even more than they need to. Just fascinating stuff. Ambarish, thank you so much for helping me better understand what is a very complicated issue, but one that has a real impact on Canadians' day-to-day lives. Of course. Happy to talk, Alan. That is Ambarsh Chandra, who is an associate professor of economics at the University of Toronto, specializing in competition policy. Whoa! Were we down in the weeds there for a moment? Just put my heads up. Pop my head up. Whoa, that was some wonky stuff. Am I right or am I right? But nevertheless, it's got, a bo- it's got an impact on your bottom line. It's something you, I think you need to know about. I don't think we know enough about this kind of thing in the country. And, and what did you hear in the end there? I just love that last part, which is it is time for us to recognize if we don't want foreign investment in banking, in airlines, if we don't want other companies, other you know, foreign actors to come in to our telecom sector, then we are going to have to accept that we're going to pay more. So if you want to lower those costs, well, there's a price to pay, and that's foreign investment. And if you believe, like many do, that that's not a good idea, especially when we talk about critical infrastructure like telecom or banking, then, the, then we're going to have to accept higher prices. Just hopefully, hopefully, we can get some teeth into the protections that we need for consumers. Because, because how is it possible that grocers, major grocery chains, can all on the same day say, you know what, we're canceling that pandemic bonus pay, and they can just up and do it and even admit, even admit in committee in Ottawa that, yes, there were 
what did they call it? Oh, um, just emails back and forth, just uh, courtesy emails back and forth between the heads of these uh, giant grocery chains uh, to say, well, this is what I'm going to do. I just don't want to, hey, I don't want to catch you off guard, blah, blah. I don't want to get you off guard so that I'm going to cancel this. All at the same day, at the same time, oh, there was no collusion, which is ridiculous. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hold any water. But what does the government do about it? What can we do about it? Nada. Nothing. Needs to change.